welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and my good friend, South Stand chum, the bearded legend, the daddy-o, Mr. Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed for the, uh, for the great intro. Hi everybody, welcome back. This is episode number 175. We've got a huge show for you this week because we've got a Barrow away review, we've got a Wrexham at home review, and we've also... Um, going to remind you and catch you up with everything that's happened around the club over the past seven days. So just in case you've seen something and forgotten about it, as is the case with social media, um, we will remind you and keep you well informed. So without further ado, as always, we start with our friends over at the Supporters Club. Yep, so two trips to tell you about. Firstly, on Tuesday the 12th of March, we go to Aldershot. This one kicks off at 7.45, coaches leave at half past three, and this one will cost £20 for adults and £17 for concessions. And then secondly, next up on Saturday, the 23rd of March, we go to Telford in the second leg of the FA Trophy semi-final as the road to Wembley continues. Departure time for this one is slightly earlier, 9am this one for a 3pm kickoff and a flat fare of £22. As all of these trips will cost an additional £3 if you aren't a member of the Supports Club and if you're under 15 you're very lucky you can travel for half price but you must be with an adult and remember that those prices do not include your match day ticket there's always two ways to book these trips firstly in the supporters club on any match day or on the travel line on 077-22-135-970 one more thing to plug for the supporters club beer festival this Friday 15th of March doors open at 5pm beer is from the one, one mile in brewery they got all the usual lagers spirits wines uh, on offer two and the rolls get yourself down there have a good night and hopefully a good weekend with another Orient win absolutely so a trust update just a short one this week our schools uh, coaches were uh, got involved in World Book Day activities at local primary schools this week that probably didn't sound very good so let me read that again our schools coaches <laughs> got involved in World Book Day activities at local primary schools this week devising themed PE lessons taking part in guided reading sessions and even taking the opportunity to dress up as their favourite book character yeah amazing so well done on another week of the trust doing really well there. Absolutely. And just one bit of AB to tell you this about. Yes. And con- massive congratulations from the podcast to Dean Brill and his family on the birth of George Robert Brill, who was born on Saturday, the 2nd of March. So we hope mother and baby are doing well. Yeah. Dean, we hope you aren't having too many sleepless nights. He probably nights. is, though. Probably. From experience, he will be. Amazing. So well done to Dean and the family. Absolutely. Monday the 4th of March uh, was Coulson Monday. Quiet day at the club as everyone was preparing for the forthcoming away trip to Barrow and digesting episode 174. I think the players travelled up to Barrow uh, on the Monday, with the exception of Dean and maybe one other player. They all travelled up on the Monday. Yeah, I've got to say a big thank you to Nigel Travis for his message in episode 174. Absolutely. And And to Danny Macklin. Yeah, absolutely. Coming on the show. Yeah, I forgot that. Thank you. So Tuesday. The 5th of March, the club announced that Rossitorium and Hector Kipriano received Cyprus under-19 call-ups for their upcoming double header against Greece. So we wish Royal and Hector the very best of luck. Two very exciting prospects at the club. Yeah, two different players as well, not, yeah. not just strikers. Really so good. Really, really good. good. The main event on that day, though, on the Tuesday, was Barrow away, and the team lined up with Dean Brewer in goal, Ling Ekpeteta, Coulson, Happy and Widdersen, with Clay McEnough and JMD in the middle, with Simpson and Bon up top. Substitutes on this uh, game were Sergeant, Brophy, Harold Lee, uh, and Turley. And for me, an unnamed team, said it millions of times before, is always a good thing. You like it, don't you? Love it. You Love do. it. Teams do better with a settled team. 
solid team, unnamed usually. The, the, the fewer players you use throughout the season, f- my reckoning is is that the better a team does. Good stuff. Me not surprised yeah. after uh, the previous Saturday's game. I thought Justin would keep the same team and the same bench. Only question I had at the time is Justin alluded James Dayton would yeah. be on the bench or available for selection. And obviously Dayton wasn't in the starting lineup or the bench. But as we've mentioned before, if Dayton or when Karama do become fit, and I think we're going to come on to Karama much, much later in the podcast, who comes out? Because at the moment, everyone plays so well. Out? It's very difficult. So you well, find James Dayton and Josh Karama both fighting to get their places back. That's exactly what will happen. They're not in a losing team. So you can't just come back in and walk into the team. It's not like the team's just drop like a stone yeah. and we're suddenly fighting relegation or mid-table mediocrity. We're, we're, as it stands today, we're top. So you'd argue that they could just come in and say, oh, that's my spot, I'm going to have that back because Justin doesn't work like that. So we had a good tweet in, though, from Betar Leighton Never. Said, interesting to see that Justin is continuing with the win-back experiment. Hope it works. Yeah, that Johnny Eppers also tweeted us and said, against a team like Tough... Barrow, I'm surprised we haven't gone for a second, more conservative midfielder to try and battle, but I do trust Justin's judgment, and I'm not sure who would make way either, so That's a good point exactly. there, Justin, yeah. not changing it for the sake of the opposition, going for the strength of He's, the team, which is always good to see. He's always done that though, he's always set his teams up the way he wants them to play, not how the other team you know, to counter it. It's too yeah. much to try and figure out what the 23 other teams are going to be doing. So if you just stick to your game and bear in mind what their attacking threats are and where their weaknesses are, yeah, it's pretty much the recipe for success, I would, I would say. Yeah, let them worry about you. Yes, exactly. So the match kicked off at a surprisingly calm-weathered Holker Street as Dan Happy and Josh Coulson were called into action early and they both dealt with a deep cross that came in. The ball went over Happy to their man who got his shot away. And I thought Dan Happy got caught a bit flat-footed there and I thought perhaps he might have recovered a bit better than he did to deny their man the shot, which obviously went wide in the end. Um, uh, sorry, um, that the, the Dean Brill saved, but I just thought that Dan was a bit flat-footed ball-watchy and... Then when he did try and recover, he didn't do enough to stop the shot. But large, you know, by and large, that might be a bit harsh because nothing happened. So Cool. Okay. Well, happy redeemed himself. He was very alert and timed his tackle superbly to thwart the threat K posed with 10 minutes on the clock. So 10 minutes in, nil-nil, all to play for. Yeah, two shots from them, though. Two efforts on, on goal then. But then three minutes later, out of nowhere, Joby McEnough played a ball out to Sam Ling, who had lots of time and space on the right-hand side. He sent a cross into the box that ended up looping over the barrow keeper and into the top corner. And I'll say, take a bow, Sam Lee. <laughs> I know that was a mistake. You, you can't say take a bow if he doesn't goal. mean it. <laughs> you can't say take a you bow. You ask Sam Ling if he means it and he'll, he'll say, yeah, no, of course. But then when you look at the footage of him playing, it's like, he's like shoulder shrugging almost. Like, I didn't mean that. So, no, great goal in all seriousness. Very good goal. Good goal. Um, no way he meant it. No. You can see from Sam's reaction, but, you know, like we've said, Several times in the season, luck's gone against us. Last couple of weeks, it seems to be back on our side. Yeah, we'll take that yeah. all day long. Absolutely, all day long. And I'm, you know, delighted that Sam, again, heavily criticised over the last month or two. Hopefully, winning some of his plaudits back. Yeah, absolutely. So, great start for the Orient. And with 20 minutes on the clock, JMD tried his luck with a shot from just outside the area, which was destined for the top corner. But the Barrow keeper Dixon. Made an excellent That's save, very good. great save. He tipped it onto great the bar, yeah. and the ball dropped back into play. Really unlucky there. 
and I thought uh, Jordan did very well to shift the ball onto his. I mean, onto his right foot. I mean, the guy, the guy can shoot with either foot. That is a skill that, and and, a, and an ability, if you like, that very 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 few players have that you ever see that they can do equally as well. Dean Cox learned to kick with his left foot and ended up doing quite well out of it because um, he was playing on the left but was heavily right footed. But learned to to do, you know, left footed crossing, but to just just naturally just be able to shift it onto your left foot or the opposite foot and then just shoot with exactly the same accuracy and power that's incredible full of confidence yeah uh, he said when he came to the club he wanted to excite us and so far he's doing just that there was a great angle so. uh, on the highlights of the save from like the side view and the keeper made that was a really good save from Dixon mm. really great save still yeah. 1-0 to the O's on the half hour mark the ever dangerous JMD still causing panic for Barrow fed a yeah. superb defence splitting pass through to our top goal scorer McCauley Bond but he just let the ball go slightly past him. He just hesitated for that split second. And there was a bit too much on that ball, I think. It stuck his leg out and the ball went wide. And we both made exactly the same point, so I'll let you make it first. Unlucky there. A more informed Bond would have scored that. And I put, I think, a confident and informed Bond scores that. Like peas in a pod. I think if Bond had scored in the previous game, he doesn't even think about it. Yeah. I think just that split second... Almost still scored, not a bad effort, but I think we've seen Bond score those before. Yeah, and, and you think 2-0 before 40 minutes, yeah. you think you're going to be cruising second half with another couple of goals, may or may not be. But yeah. anyway, 41 minutes on the clock then, Barrow go close as Rooney's pass comes into the path of K on the right, who's running um, onto the ball, so we all know uh, what he's going to go and try here, but he's shot towards the, fo- uh, the far post. Uh, just went wide, thankfully. But it was another good effort by them. You know, they're not sitting back complacent, no. heads down. They're actually coming at us still, which is disturbing in one respect, but good for them in the other, obviously. Good chance. And like yeah. we said, the ball was coming out to you and you're like, you're going to smash us at the far post. I know you are. And again, we've spoken about luck. And another day that goes into the bottom corner of the net. And we're talking about one all, and we need to fight exactly. back. So a bit of a let off there. But with one minute of half remaining, Jay Simpson saw his shot on the turn saved by Dixon. And just one minute of added time was played and the first half was brought to a close with the O's leading 1-0 thanks to Sam Ling's cross come shot. Cross shot, yeah. <laughs> it was definitely a cross. There's no question. He, he was crossing that in and he's just skewed it slightly and the wind may have taken it a bit. So there was 1,130 fans there. 148 of them were Leighton Orient fans. So that's more than 10% again. I've got to say, I went to the Lake District three weeks ago and Barrow is 40 miles ahead of where I stayed and unless you've driven there, I don't think you can underestimate how far that journey is. That is a mission. That is an absolute mission on a Tuesday. You haven't, if you know, you you can't work on the Tuesday. And if you go to work on the Wednesday, you're going in completely zombified because you're only getting a two hours sleep. Tops. Not even worth it. If that, you're better off powering through. Aren't you? <laughs> if that's so an amazing, well done to the 148 for making that journey. Yeah, I'm seeing some of the players like uh, Instagram in like 5.56 and 5 o'clock they're walking through the doors of their homes, you know. I don't understand why they didn't just stay overnight and come home the next day. Probably, I guess, get home, get a good night's sleep, sleep, take the Wednesday off, recuperate, like training on the Thursday, maybe a small session on the Friday, I would have thought. I wonder how much it costs to get like a <laughs> charter jet, a charter plane. A plane? Yeah. <laughs> go from stable for that. <laughs> I wonder how much. Now, honestly, I wonder how much that would actually cost. Probably you go from a small. No, I'm not talking like Heathrow to like on a, a commercial. So obviously it's going to be small. But I'm not talking about like some sort of multi-million pound jet. I'm just talking about a privately chartered jet out of 
Stapleford Abbots or Northfield or something up to a place up there. Either Just mate, you'll be given the uh, management team ideas. So we've got loads of money. The last thing we need is, is the blame for this from Nigel and Kent after Ross goes to him and says, uh, <laughs> how much were you playing, boss? Yeah. Second half kicked off then with no subs for the O's um, and just two minutes into the second half, Jay Simpson doubled our lead as a superb over-the-top ball down the left from Josh Widdison fell perfectly into the path of Jordan Maguire Drew. He laid it off to Simpson who still had a lot to do with their keeper rushing out to close him down but he rounded him and coolly and calmly slotted home. That is an absolute pleasure to watch that. The, the build-up from Joe pump, pumping it down to Jordan. Jordan's touch to get it under control and his first-time pass into Jay's path, who still had a lot to do. But his composure, I mean, that is just a quality, quality goal. And if that was in the Premier League, you'd have people going mad over that. That would be thousands of retweets. Great counter-attacking goal, considering the ball's in their half. And 10 seconds later, their keeper's picking out of his net. Yeah, Like I said, great technique from Widowson. JMD, great layoff. Could have smashed it at goal, but he didn't. And that's a typical Jay Simpson finish. Neat, I think, is the way to describe it. Yeah. Just boom, boom, goal. Yeah, doesn't no mucking around there. But very good. Jay made it look a bit too easy, I think. And 2 0, we're thinking the O's are cruising here and all looking forward to three points. Mm. So 2 0 up, Buchan JP, who must have been at the game because he was swinging us through it. So a great finish by Simo, but massive credit to Widowson for perfect technique in that part that's so a good point because he actually got over it it wasn't just a flat ball the ball was in the air and Joe's just sort of put his foot over the ball played it perfectly and perfect yeah, absolutely spot straight on straight into the path of JMD 55 minutes on the clock uh, McCauley Bond controlled the ball well under pressure and unleashed a shot inside the barrier penalty area that had the keeper beaten but the ball smacked the post uh, and was cleared. I thought that was a great effort. It was. With the outside of the boot, yeah. keeping it set up and coming. No. But it's just not happening from McCauley at the moment. It's, uh, on another day, it's the inside of the post. It goes into goes the in. yeah. 3 0, but was Two inches the other way, yeah. and it's a goal. Yeah. Absolutely. So two up, but on the hour, Mark Barrow had a chance. It was still tough. And Molyneux played a low cross from the left, but Blythe couldn't turn it home at the near post. So let off. they're still a threat at this point. Yeah, they're still coming at us. Yeah. Two nil and, and, and they're they're at home and, and you know they're still get going great guns for us. So fair play to them. Dan Happy is injured in the sixty fifth minute is replaced by Jamie Turley. Yeah, sixty ninth minute, two nil becomes three nil and we're in dreamland as Jay Simpson gathers the ball in your own half, sends the ball out to McCauley Bond on the right, whose first touch was excellent. McCauley then drove, drives into the box, sets up JMD who really couldn't miss, straight into his path. He tapped home from eight yards and it was 3-0 and a really well-worked goal. And surely at this point, it's game over. Obviously, me and Paul weren't there, but we're looking at this at home going, it's got to be done now. It must be done. And at 3-0, you're thinking, we're cruising. And again, JMD, another superb goal for him. Another young man full of confidence. And just goes to show Justin's new system is really paying dividends with JMD getting himself into those Planning positions. That number 10 role. Running yeah. past, running over yeah. the, the forward two. And at this point, 21 minutes left. Three up. What can go wrong? <laughs> this is Leighton Orient after all. So Barrow reduced the <laughs> deficit to just... Um, Barrow reduced the deficit just two minutes later. In the 71st minute, their man drove from midfield, avoided two Orient player blocks, feigned to shoot as he'd feigned to shoot, set up Kay, whose shot was accidentally turned into the net by Coulson. I mean, that's just pure bad luck on our part. Oh, unlucky. Pure good luck on theirs. Unlucky. That Josh, shot was going wide. Josh gets his head to it, trying to obviously divert it out for a corner, <clears throat> but 
diverted the ball into his own net of Brill already diving the Good other header. way. Fantastic finish. Good header. Claudius to Josh. That big forehead again comes up trumps. <laughs> so 3-1 with 19 Not minutes for us, left. Though. And just five minutes later, the deficit is reduced to one as we sat back too deeply. Allowed Barrow onto us, which allowed him to pick a pass to Hindle, who turned and scuffed. It got a bit scrappy in there. The ball fortuitously fell to Turner, who fit. It was quite close to goal. Finished from a good position. Passed in Brill. Had no chance for that one. <clears throat> and suddenly, with 12 minutes left, from being a 3 0 up, it's 3 2 and a feeling as late and on fans we all know too well. Uh, and it's time to get those squeaky bums out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> poor from us. Poor from us, I thought. I didn't think that was a particularly good goal to concede. And I think that they'll have done some work on that in training to make sure that doesn't happen again. I think everyone will feel disappointed with. I think he, I think it was fairly lucky the way the ball drops. Mm. But you could argue we had chances to clear it. Obviously, Dan Happy went off in the 65th minute with a clean sheet and 14 minutes later we've conceded two goals. Oh. So obviously it reflects really well on Happy but at this point I was sitting at home just thinking of Gateshead and thinking of Dover yeah. from last season, season ago and yeah. please later on please and South and Don't Bob Don't mess it up. South and Bob was at home thinking the same thing as I'm sure many of you all were as he tweeted us saying surely we cannot screw this up. So lovely that league or non-league the O's can continue to be the most nerve-wrackingly frustratingly club to support. Did I say lovely? I meant achingly painful. Yeah, Chris underscore Convy said, I feel physically sick. Amazing. So it's just the nerves, isn't it? And the anxiety from us. So from the <laughs> kickoff, though, the O's made a sub as James Brophy came on for Jordan Maguire Drew. In the 85th minute, another sub for the O's as Charlie Lee replaced Jay Simpson. Yeah, Barrow was spurred on by their second goal and attempted to get a draw out of the game and into our <coughs> horror. And the horror of O's fans all around the world watching the game obviously on the international stream or following the game on Twitter or listening to BBC Merseyside or wherever it was five additional minutes BBC Cumbria five additional minutes were added in which screens were refreshed yeah all over the world live stream shouted out radios turned up but we held out for a very valuable three points as we saw the game out to the delight of the players and travelling 148 supporters there was also some fisticuffs on the bench on the bench which after the game it's kind of it's Ian Everett there man yeah didn't like the way we celebrated apparently yeah. I think a few angry words were said yeah. Justin might have said a few angry words back but yeah. at the end of the day Ian apologised after so yeah. and that's we all took good. the three points yeah Justin Edinburgh spoke to uh, the media after and said from being three goals ahead and in control of the game with just a bit of erratic defending and not remaining calm and composed we could have ended up drawing the game which would have been a travesty really because we should have been out of sight on Jordan Maguire Drew, he said, we need people when they come into the team to hit the ground running and play a part. And he's certainly done that over the last two games with goals and assists. It's what we brought him into the club for and we'll start to see that more regularly and for longer periods as he gets fitter. Yeah, so Justin, very complimentary of yeah. JMD and very happy. So that win sees us move up into second place in a solid home goal difference. And just two points behind the leaders at that time, Wrexham, who have played one game more. So at this point, we have played 35, won 19, drawn 10, lost 6, 67 points, and a goal difference of plus 31. There were a few other games in the National League on Tuesday. The only one really worth mentioning was Salford, who beat Sutton 2-0. So Salford stayed in fifth place. So your views on that match, Mr Levy? Yeah, I have to say, far too nervy for my liking. Um, how have we gone three up and then ended up battling to hold on to all three points? I know Barrow have done well against others in the top six. 
their record actually is yeah. pretty pretty strong. But but nonetheless, um, as Justin said, you know, we just our in-game management lacked there. With all that said and done, though, obviously, he's delighted for the team to have gone and got three points as that moves us up the table and firmly back in the mix with Wrexham to come. The formation change has now worked twice in two consecutive games both of which were away, and a massive, massive kudos to the 148 fans who made the trek up there. You got rewarded. Yeah, nicely Yours? done. Yeah, fantastic win. I must admit, 3-0, I thought it was game over, and yeah. I was just thinking about, you know, celebrating three points, but I should know better than 10 minutes after I found myself wanting the game to end ASAP. But no complaints again with the starting lineup. I thought Justin Ross got his spot on. I thought Sammy Lynn, like we mentioned, congrats, took his goal well. Uh, even though it was a blatant cross. Jay Simpson, <laughs> typical Jay. Typical Jay. We know what we're getting. Nice, neat, composed little finish. And he'll, he'll do it's that just quality, a lot isn't it? more. Yeah, it's just got that quality that you just don't ever lose. Just you com- can't train that. Just composed. Just, like Lisby, he just knows, he knows what's going to happen. Yeah. And it's done before yeah. anyone else knows what's going on. Yeah. Uh, JMD again, great game. Great week for JMD. The only negative really being the injury to Danny Happy. Um, but with, you know, Colson... Marv and Turley we're not sitting here all stressing about one of them getting injured because like we said before lots of strength lots of depth and at 3-2 I thought the team showed great character to see the game out we we, you know, we could easily be sitting here about 3 all, but we aren't we're here yeah. sitting talking about 3-2 we've 11 games left and 11 more of those will do. And on to Saturday. Very good. Yes, JMD underscore 97. Uh, that's Jordan Maguire. Drew tweeted, a great three points on the road last night. Buzzing to get another goal. Credit to all the fans who made the trip. You were class. So those were our views. That was also Jordan Maguire Drew's views. And now it's time for your views. These views all came in to at Orient Outlook on Twitter. Uh, we try and mention as many as we can. Just because we mentioned them, doesn't mean we agree with them. So to start off with, at El Coado, who said, I'm surprised being a late night fan isn't listed as a pre-existing condition on travel insurance quotes. So happy for Lingy to get his goal after the hounding he's had and for Simpson to be off the mark, just hoping happy isn't too badly injured. Yeah, Leighton Orient said, for seven, not the club, uh, yep. for 70 minutes it sounded like the Orient of the first half of the season. We'll need a 90-minute performance on Saturday, though. Uh, Jeff D. Graves is a big win tonight, whatever way you look at it. Massive game now on Saturday. Vince Howard, 73, said, thank God we scored three. Happy going off seemed to upset the balance, but if it weren't for the woodwork, we would have scored five tonight. Good, good point, point. Yeah, from Vince. Yeah, East, 1975. So simple, Three points, the job is done. On to the next cup final, Wrexham. Biggest game since the playoff final. I mean, we've just cool. beaten Barrow and all a lot of the tweets are all about, right, Wrexham, Wrexham, Wrexham. No time to stop and take note if you're an Iron fan. It's next one. Next game, yeah. yeah. Coming thick and fast. We're playing Saturday, Tuesday, yeah. Saturday, Tuesday for a long time now. Orient Ballbag tweeted us and said, that was a bit of a roller coaster. Never do it the easy way, but we come away with three points. Can't wait for Saturday. Think I'll bring a spare pair of pants to the game if this is anything <laughs> to go by. Very good. And Matty, LOFC Evans, says, glad to see Simpson get off the mark and the partnership between him, Bond and JMD is now starting to blossom. Just got to keep defending when we get ahead. As tonight, we let Barrow back in it. But it's a vital three points and a big match ahead. Bring on the Welsh. To go back to the Orient ball bag tweet, I'm sure Danny Matthew must be thinking about bringing out some Orient pants. Seems like an absolute no-brainer towards the end of the season. Yeah, I guess, yeah, that would be a great <laughs> idea, just logistically. Make a load of triple XLs and they'll sell out in no time. Or like so. Orient adult wet wipes. 
Yeah, it's getting a bit creepy now. Uh, our demander said, "Easy, well worth seven pound for the live stream." Forgot the pillar in the middle of the pic. Forget the pi- uh, the pillar in the middle of the picture. Forget no commentary. First half and crowd mic on uh, on near mute. Uh, forget winning comfortably. Seeing Bon well off camera. Fight for a throw in during time added on is priceless. Yeah, Orient Fan TV says the last fifteen minutes was unbearable for the fans that did go. It must have been very nervy. And a free up the game should have been dead and buried. Happy injury changed the game completely. And I'm pleased for Link to get his goal to silence the doubters and for Simo to score. And now on to Wrexham. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next week we had come in was from Dave M one eight one two who said never doubted it. Control things apart from a mad ten minutes. Good to see Simo off the mark. JMD could be the man to see us over the line. Beat Wrexham and we're on our way. Nowhere are the men in white. Now where are the men in white coats? Sorry. Yeah, Biffo prop. I think he was also there as well. So the team took their foot off the gas after the third and very nervous final twenty. But the boys held on to close out the win. Not many leave Holker Street with all three points. Great tweet, like you've alluded to. It's a hard place to go and get the win. And we that's, did that. I mean, that's all you can do. Because it's so far, it's to Barrow's advantage that people have to trek up. But obviously, they have to trek. So I guess it's six or one and a half, yeah. doesn't the other? But that's what makes Holker Street a hard place to go. Hats off, lads, said CM Oriental. A very important win, and onwards we march. Nervy last 20 minutes. Um, listening on the radio but like most of those fans felt relief when the final whistle went massive kudos to the 148 fans that went uh, and made that journey let's kick on now make it happen or and a final word on Baroning goes to Nino Barone 27 he says a massive massive win a lot better than on Saturday but we need to see them out they got back in the game with a lucky deflected on goal and we lost our bottle and just kept waiting until we conceded again which we did but again a huge win and over the moon for Jay and Link. So those were our thoughts and your thoughts. Um, we've got more to come later in the show, but the prediction league was updated for that game. So well played to Frankie Ackhurst, who predicted 3-2 to the O's and a goal scorer. So you got four points. Well done. But a special well done to Les LK52 and Charlie underscore Paul. You guys predicted 3-2 to the O's and two scorers. So you get the extra bonus points. So you have five points added to your tally. There'll be a full prediction league table update at the end of this podcast. Yeah, so that covers Barrow. So moving on into Wednesday, the 6th of March. It was a quiet day at the club as everybody was recovering from the drama at Barrow. Absolutely. Thursday, the 7th of March. And another quiet day at the club as, as the focus was starting to turn towards the upcoming top-of-the-table clash at home to Wrexham. It was announced that the Walking Football World Cup would be held at the Brayer Group Stadium on Saturday, the 1st, and Sunday, the 2nd of June. So there's a date for your diaries. The Walking Football World Cup being held at our ground on the 1st and 2nd of June. That is some coup for the club. I think that's a massive coup for the club. It's gone completely under the radar. Yeah, that's really good, Big. Walking football, if you're over 50, is massive. And it seems to be a growing, growing sport and way to keep fit. Yeah, I think that's that's really cool. I think it's only a tenner to get in okay. uh, on the day. So if you're into walking football, well worth a visit. Down there, you're, you know, I presume Brazil, Italy. It's nations, isn't it? So I presume we see some decent football there. So, well done, the club. Mooney Friday, the 8th of March. A very, very, very busy day. Yes, it was. To start off with then, it was International Women's Day. And it turned out to be a day of announcements as the club confirmed, firstly, that the Leighton Orient women's team will play Norwich City at the Brea Group Stadium on Sunday, 
the 24th of March. So again, another date for your diary there. Absolutely. The club also announced season ticket prices for the 2019-2020 season with an early bird offer. Basically, you can renew your season ticket until 11.59 on Friday, the 5th of April for an early bird price, irrespective of the league we're in. You should check out the website for more information. Um, Wrapped up in that announcement also was that Block A in the South Stand uh, is now a designated singing section. So that is the block, no coincidence, that is closest to the away fans. <laughs> I'll let you no- give your views because I think you cover this in your views, don't you, about that block? Uh, yes. Yeah, let, I do. Let's have it. So our price for the South Stand will be £294 for the National League and League 2 before the 5th of April. Because yes. it's the early yes. bed, right? Or it will be £335 if we go into League 2 and I don't buy it before the 5th of April. Yes. So... 40 quid. Yeah. 40, yeah, 40, 40 pounds. What did we pay this year? 275 279 279 Okay, so there's a bit of a jump. Um, well done to the club uh, for being organised and getting this opportunity uh, out there for loyal fans. My concern is it's quite a hiking cost. And the early bird window isn't very long at all. Maybe it's a coincidence that it's just around the time of the Ooh, new tax year. It's the league as well. Because it's the 6th of April, isn't it? The, the tax year starts, I think, or is it the 5th? One of the two. So anyway, that, that, that sprang to mind. For me, though, the singing section, the club have been... I remember being in fans' forums with the club you know, a few years ago and talking about a singing section... My view is, is the South Stand is the singing section. Anybody asks me, where should I sit at Leighton Orient? I ask them two questions. Do you want atmosphere or do, do you want view? view? Yeah. If they say view, I tell them West, West or East. Yep. If they want atmosphere, I tell them the South. Simple as that. No, yep. Never mind a block. doesn't matter where, where a block because there'll be a drummer at one end and singers at two sets of singers and, and, and all the rest of it. Someone bashing on the metal at the back of the stand. Um simulating a drum that sort of thing so for me I don't know it's not a massive thing I'm not going to create over it but um, for me I just think the whole of the south stand is a designated singing area people don't go there to sit and you know it's not the library section mm. okay what are your views I think the early birds are very early and it's not a big window is it either really for me it's it's very early that's what I'm going to say it's only one payday to collect your thoughts so if you don't have a spare 295 quid you know, I don't know how you're going to pay for it because well, it doesn't give enough time to plan. There's I a know, finance but company, but people don't want to do that, do they? It's hassle. No one's going to do that. It's hassle. Um, three, three, five for a season ticket in League Two. I think that's quite steep. Mm. Got to be honest, mm. but I think two seven four for National League is quite steep. And if you want all these players to come to the football club, then got to be paid. That's for the it, price we got to pay. Yeah. Um, I obviously have a six-year-old daughter who's got a season ticket at the club for £9. She comes very, very sporadically. And for £9, that price is too good to turn down. For £49, not a chance. Not doing it. I think we'll see a massive drop-off. But then I think that's what the club want by looking at the FAQs and from what Danny Macklin said. And I completely understand that. I think anyone who hasn't read that FAQ document, read it. Because it it answers all the questions that I've seen being asked. And it answers them very, very well. Um, Singing section in the South Stand... I'm a bit like you I get the need for a singing section but that section anyway is for the season ticket holders anyway like that's the same old guys who's, who sit in that section anyway so 
I can't see much room to get new people in if they want to sing either. Mm. Um, and they're going section B, but the A end of, of B. Yeah. I'd imagine. But so, yeah. yeah, difficult one. But again, I've, I've got to say well done to the club for being so organised in March. We're talking about early bird season tickets. Singing sections. For next season yeah. and singing sections. Um, but yeah, go and read that Q&A if you've got any questions, because I think that, that wraps it up. Fine. Very, very well. So that was our thoughts on season tickets. And we didn't really get many views on that. I think they mostly went straight to the club or went straight to Danny Macklin, who was answering questions to his credit. Yeah. Because most of the questions were pretty challenging. Yeah. I thought for the most part. So well done to the club. Yeah, for that one, one or two not really thinking about what they're tweeting before they're tweeting, if I'm honest. Um, I see some of the questions. It's like if you read the, the statement, you wouldn't be asking that. But if yeah, you read it and, pro- and digested it before you then got on Twitter, you'd, you'd understand it. Um, but again, Further credit to the club here, um, because the club wasn't done uh, making their announcements, because they also announced that New Balance will be the club's new supplier of kit, leisure and training wear. Yeah, so they also went on to uh, note, and part of the announcement had some quotes from Danny Macklin, who said the designs for the home and away shirts will bring a modern twist to one of the traditions of the great club. He also said it's the club's intention to have three playing kits for next season, each with its own identity. And Danny also confirmed the club shop will be taken in-house from this summer with the aim of providing an improved service. I am very excited by this. And that might sound quite sad, but uh, again, more great work from the club. But one of the complaints I have with the current setup with Nike, firstly, the prices are, are, are far too high. I think prices won't be as cheap as what you think they will. They probably won't be. No, they probably won't be. Um, I went. I, I, you know, I go in the shop sometimes. I look for stuff to buy, and I, I there's a couple of bits. I think I don't really need to pay that for that because if it didn't have the club badge on it, I wouldn't be paying yeah, that much absolutely. for it. So yeah. I think there's a bit of advantage being taken um, uh, there. Um, but I just hope the club are sensible with the pricing of the new kits and the leisure wear. The more sensible the pricing, the more people are going to wear it. I think, what, kit? 45 notes? You're probably looking at 44.99 for a shirt. shirt. Easy. Short sleeve shirt. Training gear, 30 quid, 25 quid, 30 quid. Probably. Don't know. That seems quite sensible. I think at the moment it's in the 40s and 50s. Really? Some of the training gear, I think, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, but and I hope the the shirt's nice, because New Balance aren't a, a lot of clubs. There's a... There's obviously Liverpool, yeah, and I think there's three or four European clubs that they do, but that's it. They haven't yeah. got a, and to so for them to come into to do us outside of the top flight of any European league, fair play. Yeah, very good for me. I look forward to seeing the different range of merchandise New Balance have to offer, and I'm excited by what Danny has had to say about the kits. Uh, but I've said it before. I don't know if I said it on the podcast. I've definitely said it to you a couple of times. I definitely think one of those kits is going to be. Very similar to the limited kit we saw earlier in the season. I think that's just my hunch. The fact, the fact that that kit hasn't come back out for sale and it's sold out straight away, I think there's going to be a very similar kit to that one coming back out next season. Um, again, all I can say is well done to the club for being so on it. We're in early March. We're talking about season tickets. We're talking about kits for next season. We're talking about a new kit provider. So very, very happy with that and massive well done to everyone at the club can for I sorting just, that out can I just say I'm looking online at the as you're reading that and I'm looking at some of the kits and there aren't a temp, there isn't a template i.e. you know like you look at a yeah. Nike and you look at the England top and you look at Tottenham's and you look at some you know and it filters its way down you know you look at the Celtic 
18-19 kit and then you look at the Atletico Bilbao 18-19 kit, they're very, very different. So I'm quite excited by the fact that we're going to have something that's probably really bespoke to us. Yeah, the Dream Team obviously have got the shirt sponsor for next season, so we will definitely be Dream Team yeah. on the front of yeah. the shirt. So yeah, we look forward to when that kit's revealed. Absolutely. Asking you your thoughts on so it. So there's a lot happening there. there. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a quiet, quiet Friday, but actually it was, a, it was a day full of announcements. So season tickets, kits... The shop's coming back under club control. The ladies are going to be playing at the Briar Group Stadium on Sunday the 24th of March. There's a lot, there's a lot, uh, lot of dates for your diaries there, guys, so, uh, so don't miss that, whatever you do. So let's move on then to Saturday uh, the 9th of March. Um, the youth team did play away at Newport. Um, we're not sure what the score was on that one. We haven't been... Uh, um, diligent enough to, to put that in the plan this week. So let's move on then to uh, Wrexham at home. We ran a Twitter poll on Thursday and gave you 24 hours to tell us how you thought the O's would get on. And after 452 votes, which is more than last week, uh, in 24 hours, you voted as follows. 38% were very, very cynical and thought we'd lose. First time ever on a poll, Orient Losers come out on top. Not by much though, because Orient win was 35%. And then the draw was 27 cents. There's a lot of... Yeah. It wasn't one way strictly or the other. So for all 452 people that took the time to push that button, thank you very much. Yeah. So at 11.35, the strange time of 11.35, the team was announced as follows. With Dean Brewing goal at the back, Sam Link, Marvin Egbeteta, Jamie Turley, Danny Happy and Joe Willowson. Midfield of Joby McEnough, Craig Clay, Jordan Maguire, Drew. And up top, McCauley Bond and Jay Simpson. And on the subs bench, we had Sam Sargent, Josh Coulson, Del Gorman, James Brophy, and J- Ginger Messi, Matthew Howell. <laughs> yeah. Just two changes to the matchday squad as Jamie Turley replaced Josh Coulson in the starting 11. He took a seat on the bench while Dale Gorman came onto the bench in place of Charlie Lee, who missed out with a slight knee injury. And your thoughts on that? Well, I obviously hope Charlie Lee is all right. I hope he's not too bad. Strong team. Uh, I expected Josh to start, to be honest, but yeah. I guess he's being managed. I would have thought, obviously, coming back from his long injury. Sensible. Jamie Turley, more than adequate replacement, like we said earlier in the podcast. Still no Karoma or James Dayton. So, yep. again, managing them back. And because of the form of the team, we don't have to rush them back. So, very good there. Very Spot happy. on. Absolutely agree with you about that. Hope he, um, hope he hasn't had a setback. Hope it is, as you say, he's just being managed. Great that we've got the depth uh, to bring on uh, the quality that Turley offers. So we're keeping our three-four-one-two formation that's won us our past two games. And as I said before, consistency is the key. And I guess now more than ever, you know, the final run-in against the top of the t- table team, an informed team, uh, you know, Wrexham you know, top five in terms of the form table at the moment. We've just leapfrogged them. We're fourth. Um, in the form table but you know they'd be dangerous yeah, they're absolutely. not at the top for no reason are they Mate, absolutely so the match kicked off at 12.35 on a bright sunny day in E10 in front of the BT cameras Craig Clay had a glorious chance following a Joby McEnough corner in the second minute but Craig's effort was just wide from close range yeah that was a shame that because he found himself in a tiny bit of space and the time to shoot and I think it was fractions of inches wide if that goes in, I mean, euphoria from minute two. But then oh. to go ahead that early, you're going to be anxious the whole of the rest of the 88 minutes, aren't you, really? Because you're going to be thinking, I've got to hold Possibly. on to this now. Possibly. Lots of niggly tackles and aggression being showed by both sides, uh, we noted. Um, strong tackles. One in particular, Marv went flying in uh, and he picked up a booking for his efforts in the seventh <laughs> minute. <laughs> yeah. He sure did. You made a point that you thought lots of uh, players feigning fouls 
to try and win three. I games. did, yeah. I, I saw on a couple of occasions their players were sort of half bent over anyway, and when they felt something, they just fell forwards. Um, there probably really wasn't anything in it. Maybe a slight nick, nick of the heel or something yeah. like that, but. You could imagine if they were clear and free and on site a goal that they would have managed to have stayed on their feet. So for me, I think they were just trying to. It's lower league tactics yeah. for me. Cagey style, I thought, for yeah. both teams. It was both teams didn't want to concede the early goal, so not really much happening. Both teams fighting each other out. Good atmosphere in the stadium. Massive. Thought Wrexham fans were well up for it, as you'd expect. Nine hundred and thirty-one of them, which we'll come on to later. But yeah, not many chances to speak about. I'd say in the opening twenty minutes, just more of a midfield battle. I was trying to get the ball wide, a few nice touches here and there, some good defending by both teams, I would say at this point. Yeah. Not one keeper having to really do anything of note. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. But in the 20th minute, though, Tollick got the better of Big Marv, advanced into the O's box, and luckily his shot went just wide of the far post. And that actually was a little bit closer than what I think the TV might show it as. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but um, not like Marv to be outmuscled or, or to be not unable to hold his man off I've only seen the goal I've only seen one bit of action back from this match I've not seen this back but I thought Tollett made a clever run behind the back of Marv mm. and got his shot away yeah. um, but I thought he'd done well and then in the 23rd minute beautiful piece of skill as Jay Simpson has he done a Cruyff turn and left two Wrexham players for dead on the right hand side that was amazing I'd like to see that again I'm sure that will come out from the club tomorrow for some kind of gif at some point or they'll, or they'll just do the video of it I thought it was a really clever play from Jay we got his cross in and JMD was running into the box and met it on the volley but the volley was wide. I mean, that would have been some goal. Well played, Jay. Good technique from JMD. On the cameras as well. volley as well. On the cameras. Wrexham have been putting pressure on us but we, you know, we've had our chances and that, that just shows. You know, they had a sort of bit of possession at that point. Um, starting to get a bit nervous that we were just letting them have, not, not letting them have, but that they, they, that they had that much possession. But, God, what a goal that would have been. Absolutely. And just Jay's composure, we'll talk about it again, the composure and the mind to be able to just like send the two markers, not one, but two of them are on him, Flying. just turns them. Yeah, gone. Just turns them. Done. Jamie Turley fouled Bevan in the 27th minute on the byline, deep in our half. It's actually quite level with the 18-yard box. Wrexham picked up a free kick out of that, um, but it was put out by their man. I'm pretty sure it was put out by their man, but the ref awarded a corner to them uh, that thankfully came to nothing, thanks to an ex thanks to an Epiteta intervention. Yeah, the referee was getting a bit of hassle. I think there's a few calls that most of the fans thought he made wrong. I actually thought the ref done all right in the first half. Yeah. Yesterday, again, a very difficult game to try and ref that one. Lots of 50-50 calls that he has to obviously make uh, and try try and get right. So, yeah, a bit of frustration on the fans. I think you noted that the O's had some good possession in the last five to eight minutes around the half hour mark. Yeah. Good passing, good movement, not able to really create much though. No <clears> to talk about. The 34th minute, Samling did well to break up a Wrexham attack, but a bit of luck meant they were able to continue their attack until Cray Clay makes a superb tackle. I thought yeah. Clay was having a really good game in the middle, trying to boss it. It was quite physical, him and Joby up against their men. Yeah, I agree. A bit of a pivotal battle starting to develop in the middle there. Yeah, fast forward then to the 41st minute, and the first shot on target in the game was Grant has a weak effort, which is easy for Dean Brill to save. Yeah, the 43rd minute, Jay Simpson again showboating on the right, leaves two Wrexham players for dead. So again, making football look incredibly easy, which we all know. I say showboating, I wrote that in, but that's, that might sound a little bit disingenuous to, to, to Jay, and I don't mean it to sound that way. Yeah. Um, it's just his skill. It oh, was, absolutely. He was just performing. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. He got his cross away. It was met by Macaulay Bond, who just couldn't get his head on target from close range, and the ball went wide as we <clears throat> couldn't take the lead at that point. 
yeah, I mean, that was beautiful to watch. Um, and I've written Ole. <laughs> um, but I think, again, like we mentioned in the Barrow game, a confident, informed Macaulay Bond puts that in the back of yeah. the net. I need to see that one again, really. I thought that was a difficult it chance. Goes, it was difficult, again. but I think he four months ago that would have been a goal. Okay, all right. Fair point. And two minutes of stoppage time were played and the teams going level <clears> at half-time. Attendance was announced at 6,000. 643 with 941 away fans not only the biggest attendance in the National League also the biggest attendance in League 2 had it been in League 2 and was I believe most of League 1 as well 5th highest in League 1 had it been played in League 1 yesterday amazing attendance well done to the Wrexham fans for Wrexham fans of quality and just shows you that this level of support we're getting and as we continue into the pivotal period of the season I think those numbers are only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and yeah bigger. Orient got the second half underway unchanged and a good tweet from George Sessions in the 48th minute said ah nearly a goal in Leighton Happy's crossfield pass finds Ling he controls it but he over it was a bit of a heavy touch just um, past him and Leighton the goalkeeper came out and blocked it bravely thought Sam Ling done well there it was, obvious, it was obvious they were both Sam Ling and their keeper were both going to take a whack going for the ball yeah agree uh, unlucky there I thought Sam did very well it's just that touch was just took the ball a, a pace yeah too much for him so he was always making up ground uh, but yeah great foresight yeah. from Sam Ling their, their keeper was quite alert he was in quite a good position yeah whereas you know against another keeper he might have been able to get there quicker yeah a lesser keeper probably yeah he would have yeah. made that yeah 53rd minute Sam Ling did well to block Tolich's shot and it was still squeaky bum time at nil-nil yeah, 58 minutes on the clock then. It's the first sub of the match for the O's as Sam Ling came off and on came James Brophy who went on the left and Joe Widdison moved to the right. And a great spell of Orient possession uh, and pressure around the arrow mark yeah. as well. So I thought that was a bold sub again from Justin. I think Sam might have been carrying a niggle. Someone said he strapped up when he, he went, went on the treatment. Yeah. But still George noted that. But attacking for you know us to go right, come on. Because he could have easily put, I don't know, maybe James D on the right or put... Turley on the right hand side but he goes right and Brophy on the left with on the right so keep the shape very very bold there next yeah. 10 minutes of the match then sees both sets of fans encouraging their team to break the deadlock and I remember saying to you around this point that I think this is going to be 1-0 to someone and I said I'm not sure who it's going to be 1-0 to but I think there's only going to be a goal in this I think I text a friend and said, who was away and I think I said that we've had lots of you know fair amount of possession a few chances that we've not taken it's going to be one of them where they get one chance one goal and walk away with three points Yeah, I think I'd put the cur- I thought I'd put the curse on the game at that point thankfully well, as everybody knows that isn't how it happens because leads us nicely on into the 72nd yeah. minute as the O's take leads an Orient throwing came into the area the ball bounced around the Wrexham box and although Wrexham had opportunities they couldn't quite clear the ball when it came out to the masked legend, Zorro. <laughs> Zorro. Zorro Ekpeteta, who was just inside the area. And his shot came to him on the bounce, just beat the Wrexham keeper via the post. It's Brisbane Road. Went absolutely oh. mental. Oh, I can still, I still remember how that felt. Go on, let you do your views on this first, because you make a good point that I can come on to. Okay, on. so my, my, my note here was that I saw it in slow motion. It felt like it, it was did. in slow motion. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It did feel like it was taking the eternity for the ball to bounce past him. Yeah, because yeah, the keeper got his hand on it. I thought he was going to claw it out, and the poor quality of ref would have said that's a no goal. Um, but then it was too far in the goal, and we were celebrating. So oh, it definitely went, yeah. It, yeah, was, it, it did, but I thought 
because of the poor linesman and the poor referee, that if he'd have clawed that back out, that wouldn't have stand. Because there's no VAR, there's no goal line technology or anything. Uh, but what a moment that was. Huge, huge tension release. Yeah. Huge. Big roar. Great yeah. to be in the south stand. I thought it was coming at that point. I thought we were having the better of the play up in that spot and we were pressing them. And Big Marv has come up with a few important goals this season. Great finish for a central defender. Great technique because yeah. the ball's coming on the back. That's a difficult ball to yeah. hit. I was going to say, a bit scrappy actually. He's put, it, he's put it in one place the keeper can't really get to it. Evidently, as the ball goes into the back of the net. Yeah. But really great. So we took the lead. 18 minutes left. Could we hold on to it? George Sessions again tweeted in the 75th minute. He says, happy with a great tackle on Tollett moments after a vital header. He has been excellent today. I have to second that tweet, which is why we've put it in there. I thought Happy was having an absolute blinder. And two months ago, Happy couldn't even get in the team. He was on the bench, not even getting on. It's funny, I've swings and roundabouts in football. And just by accidents and coincidences that he should get an extended period of Absolutely. Uh, of a run in, in, in the yeah. side. And he's just, you know, his legs were just everywhere. He was beating players to it, you know, leg went up and it, you know, just a reactionary flick and it just landed up in the path of an Orient player rather than one of their players. Yeah, I, I second that. Dan Happy was absolutely outstanding and was quite rightly named as man of the match for very, very composed for someone who's played very little first team football in the scheme of things he's not played many games at all yeah very composed Huge prospect for us very good centre back on no, our hands not much to talk about for the next 10 minutes as the O's were looking comfortable and good value for their lead but in the 84th minute Matt Harold, or not but but in the 84th minute Matt Harold comes on for Jay Simpson and in the 88th minute Josh Coulson comes in for JMD as the O's now have four centre backs on the pitch and obviously looking to solidify and make sure that yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I can't help but think that you then inviting them on to attack you, and that's my yeah. that's my concern with that type of substitution is that you're too defensive and yeah, you're allowing. Point. And if you don't soak up one element of that pressure, and they find a way through, you're talking one all. Yeah, when JMD came off for Colson, you're thinking, oh, like we're just inviting them to go for it. Yeah, here. unless Colson was going to be a defensive midfielder, with Clay or something. He was Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So six minutes of injury time. I thought six minutes was fair. There was a lot of people going, what is he playing for? But their keeper got was on the ground for about three minutes. There was quite a few subs Four in the game. And then a minute we of seemed, We seemed to celebrate our goal for ages. It felt like it, didn't it, it? We were, that was at least a minute and a half. So six minutes there added to the horror of the home fans. 92nd minute, Stockton turns, picks up the ball from distance, shot into the wind. I mean, we're not even mentioning the wind. That was a difficult day to play was, football. Yeah. The wind was blowing the ball here, there. And everywhere he shot it into the wind. Dean Brill stood up strong, managed to fist the ball away. Well, well done to Dean there. Not had to do anything really in the game, but 92nd minute has to be alert, keep his concentration to palm that ball away. Yeah, absolutely. The rest of the match is played out, and the full time whistle goes as the O's claim a vital three points to move above Wrexham in the league as rocking all over the world blares out around the sound systems of Leighton Orient, and the O's break their nine match winless run on the telly as Marvin Ekpeteta's goal is the difference between the two sides. Yeah, so we normally like to bring you the post match interview uh, from the games. We're not bringing it to you this week because it's 10 minutes long, so although it's great. Loads of content. That's a long, long interview to play. So thank you to Dave Victor for sending over the interview. We're going to pick out the key points that Dave tweeted about. So firstly, from Justin, who said, these moments, these games, top of the table, it stays like this, which is why you are in the game. Justin said, he is the squad 
that is strong enough to meet the demands ahead of them. Ross Embleton um, did post-match with the rest of the media. Uh, he said he was delighted with the result and a magnificent week for the O's. Ross explained that Sam Lynn picked up a knee injury and Jay Simpson felt his hamstring. Charlie Lee has a troublesome knee problem. Yeah, Ross also said when you consider the distance that the players have travelled, the results they have achieved, he's been delighted with the last one. And I have to second that. I mean, when you think we've gone down to Haven, up to Barrow, and then we're back home, I mean, it's just incredible. Yeah. Ross then went on to explain that the first 20 minutes in this league is always frantic. In a game like today's, that's going to last longer because there's so much riding on it. Ross stated his side needed to produce a little more quality in the second half in order to create chances. Yeah, so well done there to Dave capturing that information. So league table roundup, that win means that the O's leap above Wrexham. We are back into first place. Numero uno, top of the pile, number we one. We certainly are. In the National League, we have now played 36 games. 120, drawn 10, lost 6, 70 points. A goal difference of plus 32, only 10 games left. In other results worth noting, in the top five of the National League, Salford beat Solihull 2-0 to move up to fourth. As Solihull stayed third and filed, drew one up Bournemouth to stay fifth. There is only six points separating the top five. So although we're sitting here happy this evening, that could very <clears throat> quickly change. So, Mr yeah. Levy, let's do it. Your views on yesterday's match. Yeah, I th- obviously it's going to be quite a quick and simple one, this one. It, you know, what a huge relief it is to win that game. I think we can be picky about the performance and sloppy passes, but as we've said previously, a win's a win. Uh, and this late stage with so much at stake, all that matters is three points. Uh, how we get them is largely irrelevant now um, we've got the three points we're top of the league and that's the most crucial thing come uh, five o'clock on a Saturday afternoon the three four one two is a formation that seems to suit the players I thought we looked more dangerous going forwards I think we look quite a bit more solid uh, at the back and credit to Justin for moving away from his tried and tested stable four four two Wrexham were tough and organised they were complaining a lot niggly tackles went in and generally making a bit of a nuisance of themselves but I thought we did extremely well I thought Turley in particular did well with their 23 I think that's Bevan Bevan yeah um, and not to forget we've won on telly yeah nine games nine games yeah last time we won on TV Chris Dagnall scored <laughs> yeah what was that the, we watched that in this, what was that the, in this house JPT JPT okay because I remember the Swansea game when we were on telly in the FA Cup oh, that that's like eight years ago that's a long time ago yeah, it was a long time ago <laughs> uh, also worth pointing out that we've now won our last four games including the FA Trophy so we are back in form and suddenly the world seems a much brighter place so yeah of our last six we've only lost one and drawn one and the other four have been wins so amazing yeah we've done very very well it was amazing your views it was nervy, but I was very happy with the result. Like I've already said, I thought it was going to be 1 0 around the hour mark. I'm just yeah, happy that right, Big Mark stepped up to get the points. I thought we played well, I thought team selection was spot on, I thought we were disciplined, I thought it was a very controlled performance. I thought all three of the centre backs really were top notch. I thought they'd all done well. I like the new system. Although I think I have to point out that I don't think the system is going to get you the best out of JB McEnough. Okay. I think it brings you the best out of a lot of other players, JMD in particular. Um, and Joby still does well but I think he finds it harder in the middle which is why he prefers to play on the left not to take anything away from Joby uh, lovely touches by Simpson good work effort from the team but Brophy looked really good when he came on looked sharp on the left running at their man uh, and another great performance from Joe Widdison who turns out can play on the right yeah, hand side awesome. just as well as he can play uh, on the left hand side great atmosphere in the stadium 
But I must say, we do have 10 games left to go. There's 10 cup finals, and yesterday was a great result, but it means absolutely nothing if we don't follow up in the next game. So it's very important we don't get complacent. But however, let's enjoy being top of the league. Let's yeah. enjoy beating Wrexham within the next few days as we are top of the league, and that's all you can ask for at this moment in time with yeah. 10 games left. I, yeah, I agree with you. It's, it's um, cautious optimism, I think, is uh, what's being displayed here, and not to get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> well done, Mr Nussbaum. Thank Joby McEnough, seven. I didn't realise he was on Twitter. That was Only quite joined it yesterday. Did he really? Welcome, Joby McEnough. That top of the league feeling. Great win to top off a fantastic nine-point week. Uh, great atmosphere down at Leighton Orient today. Ten big ones to go. So that's Joby McEnough seven M C A N U F seven. Get following. Yeah, absolutely. Big Marv was on Twitter after the game. Marv and Potato says, "What a feeling to get the winner today." All the boys were unreal, and thanks to all the fans again. Dan Happy, man of very few words, just said, "What a day!" So we need to say after a performance like that. Yeah. JMD ninety seven says, "A massive win. The boys dig deep. Nine points in a week is unbelievable." Fans class as usual. Dave Travis underscore LOFC said, What a day. Felt exhausted once my adrenaline had stopped pumping. Great performance today by two good teams, but unfor- but sorry, but fortunately one team played better and got the result. Fantastic atmosphere, so proud. Thanks all those who came to support. Up the O's. Yeah, so those were our views, the views of the few of the board members and players. Time for your views. So again, these are all uh, opinions that came into us at Orient Outlook. We are truly honoured and humbled to receive so many loads, <laughs> loads views, likes, mentions after games. It's phenomenal and unreal, which is why we are the number one social media format for O's fans out there. So Richie J Bourne says, "Can we play you every week?" Jay Simpson is a class above and will be our Kevin Campbell. Oh, it's a very good shout, that. Lee Gibbs yeah. 1 said, get in, what a result. Solid at the back and Simo is so good and composed. Think I've aged 10 years during that game. I love this club. Yeah, nice one. Lee at the Dorset Vikings says, thoroughly deserved result. No idea how Wrexham are so high up in the league. Offered nothing whatsoever and had no interest in actually playing football. Top of the league. Jagsy1979 said, well, what a game to end the BT curse. And we're back on top of the league 10 massive games ahead let's finally live the dream Wrecker Blue Apps has a great second half performance after a somewhat nervy first half felt like we had the better chances and the better play a brilliant victory and a great start to the weekend bring on Tuesday hashtag top of the league Sasha J Wolf said great result and an amazing atmosphere in the ground nice to see a, a saltire in the south stand hope the Killy contingent enjoyed their trip yeah um, towards the west stand um, there was um, a massive oh, I Scotland did, I flag. I did see that. Someone else mentioned that. Okay, fine. Yeah, I, I saw that. Um, thought JMD, Happy Lingbrill, Simo were all excellent. Uh, mixed feelings about the ref, some odd choices, but controlled the game well. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Good summary there. John W999 says a fantastic result. Hard fought, close game, a few chances, which we just about shaded. Now we need to season the initiative at Aldershot. On Tuesday evening. I mean, that's a great point. There'd be nothing worse than losing 2 0 away towards shot on Tuesday to kind of dampen it. Need to yeah. keep it going and make yeah. sure we don't lose on Tuesday. Absolutely. And they uh, aren't doing so well. They lost to Barrow 2 1 yesterday and they're currently third bottom. So, Coming on fighting for their lives. Yeah. They've got a lot to fight for. They're seven points adrift. So, could be a tough one. That Daniel underscore D44 said, massive, hugely important three points. That 
Happy, Willison and Simpson were superb. Turley turned it around in the second half. Not an amazing performance, but who cares? Still 10 big games to go. I thought Turley did well against Bevan. I thought Turley done well. I also thought Big Marv done well. There was a few tweets and a few people I bumped into after the game before Big Marv and Turley had tough first halves. So I thought they done well. Obviously I think we were tough right first to halves, but I think they did well. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. I'd agree. Yeah, Ox Ooch. It's great to beat our promotion rivals. Fantastic to win on TV, but perhaps most significant is the fact we picked up nine points from three tough games in a week. Please don't lose on Tuesday. It's true. That's absolutely. a very good point. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Leighton underscore Ears said, four wins out of four since going three at the back. That's why Justin Edinburgh is a manager and we're not in Just We Trust. Very Justin We Trust, good. yeah. That's Spenno, 011. says, crikey, wasn't that nerve-wracking, but we did it. What a feely. Simpson, unplayable at times, and I thought everyone gave a good account of themselves. Happy was class. Very hard fall. Tough game that we took our chance. Amazing stuff, and we obliterated our TV hoodoo. Yeah, Sunshine LOFC said, great battling performance from the O's. Everyone played well, and Danny Happy was incredible. Very nice buzz around the place post-match. Yeah, I bet there was. Supporters Club yeah. was rammed. I bet. Rammed, like couldn't move. Really? Yeah. Good, good O's fan basics. As Happy was superb. Four at the back looked more solid, and we were the only team trying to play football. It is a great Saturday. This one... Coming up is from a Wrexham fanzine. We had lots of nice tweets from Wrexham fans. This one, I think we threw in there just for a balance. Fearless uh, Idzine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, congrats, lads. Shaded it today. Don't shoot, you don't score. Both to go up. Yeah, absolutely. Stiggy, 64. So it's a great performance by everyone today. There was only one team with intentions to win that game, so we got what we deserved. Boatsy said, what a massive win. Wasn't pretty to watch, but it's all about the results and three back-to-back wins. Top of the league. We can't ask for more than that. Yeah, Sue underscore Mads says, a great game, entertaining, end-to-end play. Boys fought hard and kept the faith until that winner came. Three points, top of the league, and we're all home early. Happy days. It was yeah. nice to be home at 3pm. Don't know what to do with myself for the yeah. rest of the afternoon. <laughs> there you go. Sporticus 1957 said, I've been going to Orient for 50, over 50 years, and today was up there as one of the best times Thanks to a great squad of management. Thanks, lads. Thanks, Justin and Ross and Nigel and Ken and everyone else involved. Great tweet. Great tweet. Whether you go to Orient for 50 years, 50 months, 50 days, give us a tweet like that. Love yeah. it. Love to get those in there. Ed Jones, 1976. Says that win might just give us some momentum to get over the line in the end. And great to see the crowd as one. Happy was fantastic. And Justin deserves credit for changing the formation just when the team needed something different. Squeaky bum time now for the rest of the season. Yeah, Pandemonium1881 said, First half, you could probably say Wrexham shaded it. They looked good on the left and we lost out in midfield a little. But the second half was much better as we imposed ourselves in all thirds and forced Wrexham into defending more. Ground out a, su- a fantastic win. Happy and Willison were superb. And Stuart, 1973, was in touch to say, I'd give Theo Wyvern and Simon a beer tonight for their outstanding performances on the goal celebrations. Now, I don't know if you saw this. I did. Amazing work. Well done to Theo, whoever Theo may be, and Simon for their celebration when the goal Simon? Theo. Simon okay. photographer. Oh yes, right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I did see that. Uh, that's a gif on on the yeah, yeah. on the club's thing now. Yeah, very good, very athletic. <laughs> uh, Buchan JP said uh, Marvin will long be remembered for the goal, but at nil nil and defending the south stand, he was under huge pressure from two Wrexham players. He got 
to a uh, got to a pacey in swing cross first in the six yard line. He craned his neck and sent the ball to safety. That was a massive moment. That's talking about the opportunity from that corner, I think, yeah, isn't it? Very yeah. good point that Steve Cam once and once is a fantastic result and a gritty performance. I think an average of two points per game should see us over the line, especially if we can beat Fylde and Solihull. Salford now look like the main threat at the moment. I mean, it's amazing. We're not really mentioning Salford. They could come back into it. All to play for, like we said, six points separating the top five. Very, very tight at the top of this National yeah, League Salford, table Salford, at the moment. Yeah, Salford have won their last four or six, yeah. so they're also on a bit of a rich vein of form. So come on, give us the final word. Then, final word then, Digger H, uh, with a very, very catchy Twitter handle, Digger H77 3046. <laughs> said, didn't think I could feel any better than I did at the final whistle until I turned around and looked up at the balcony. There was Kent, shouting, jumping and waving fists in the air. We are so, so lucky to have such passionate owners. Yeah, so thank you to all the tweets that came into at Orient Outlook over the course of the last seven days. And if you agree or disagree with any, please let us know at Orient Outlook or give us a good old-fashioned email at orientoutlook at outlook.com. Get in contact uh, on Facebook at Orient Outlook Podcast. On Instagram for you youngsters out there, Orion underscore Outlook underscore podcast. Absolutely. So we're not on, um, what's the other one? Snapchat. We're not on that. Too old, mate. Too old, yep. Yeah. Uh, be a bit creepy. Prediction <laughs> League update then. Well done to uh, MCA Ziggy, Bill underscore Johnson UK, Unexpected Item O, Sue underscore Manx, George uh, Gurks, I Heart Rushmore, YT1997 LOFC, Eastside Orient, Tobias Lamptey. <sighs> Nick underscore Clark 99 and Glenn Bevan who all predicted 1-0 to the O's no correct scorers so you guys just get the three points which is hard enough to get in the first yeah. place so well done yeah full table in Barry Twin and Pills of the Doman still lead on 28 points 26 points behind them Mark Shepherd underscore 79 and 24 points Ian Manet running John and at Leon Oreste so thanks for all your predictions the prediction league table is up on our Facebook page there are loads of you out there who've got correctly this season it's phenomenal and astounding to see how many people can predict the right result or how many get in contact before a match starts so keep sending us your predictions before the matches uh, and just to cover back from earlier Newport uh, for the youth team was away we won 2-1 hey, up the honours so thank you Steve Foster for that information to round the day off as well well done to the young O Rural Satoru who scored his first goal for Hampton and Richmond Borough after coming on as a sub as his team won their game against Oxford City 5-3 yeah. well done to Ruel yeah. and I think his Cyprus team won against they did. Greece they sure did it's so a great week for the O's a great week for Ruel yeah, yeah exactly and we hope everyone out there yeah. come on and score absolutely Decent. had a great week yeah so let's go on then to today Sunday the 10th of March congratulations then to Dan Happy for making it into the non-league papers team of the day and to the manager of the O's Justin Enneba for being named as top boss. Well done, Dan. Well done, Justin. Well done, gentlemen. Yeah, the ladies' game against Enfield, uh, Enfield Town, was postponed due to a water-logged pitch. The next up for the ladies, though, they'll be uh, playing against Wimbledon on Wednesday night. Yeah, good luck to the ladies. And then later in the day, the club announced that the upcoming game away to Aldershot will be streamed <laughs> to live uh, international viewers for the bargain price of six ninety-nine. So, I mean... We're just used to it now. Uh, months ago, this would have been a headline thing that we would talk about for ages, but all that's left to say is thanks National League, thanks Aldershot, well done to the club. If you live abroad, you get to watch the game. Yeah. Amazing. It is good. Amazing. 
So, a debate raged on Twitter today. Uh, got a lot of people talking. Uh, George underscore LOFC tweeted us, asking about when Coroma comes back, who are the first choice front two? It's an interesting dilemma. Obviously, the options are Bon and Simpson, Bon and Coroma, or Simpson and Coroma. It's irrelevant because he'll play all three. Um, How? In a 3-5-2 or a 4-4-2, has he play all three? No idea. I think I'll put him in, though. If you're going for two, it's got to be Bon and Coroma. Oh, you think he'll drop Simpson? I think Coroma has to fight for his place back. Mm-hmm. But I don't like these hypothetical questions. I never have on the pod. Um, don't care. As long as we get a winning team. I think. You? It is a challenging question, but I think it should stay as is for now. And you're right, Karoma needs to fight his way back yeah, in. Yeah, Graham needs to get his, get his place back. But I think when he does, I think it'll be hard. You, how can you drop McCordy Bond? A player who has hasn't consistently delivered but might be out of form. Yeah. How can you drop Jay Simpson as a National League player? It's true. Don't Maybe know. A switching over. Pressure's back on Josh. Yeah. Pressure's back on Josh to come in and get a goal. But that's yeah. exactly what Justin wants at the moment. He wants to pressure. Like the pressure's back on Dayton <clears throat> to get him his way back into the team. He can't just walk in. Dayton's the more interesting one for me. I think, how does Dayton get back in the team? How do you get him back? Who comes out of the squad to accommodate Dayton? Take Brophy out of the squad? Probably not. JMD can't take out the squad. Joby and Do you play, try and play Dayton as a wing back? Can he play wing back? I don't know. Lots of great questions, lots of selection headaches for Mr. Edinburgh to have. But again, that's we speak about for. speak about strength and depth, that's what we want as Orient supporters. But lots, lots of people uh, piping up on this one. That Very is interesting. What, that is what your season ticket price increase is going towards <laughs> having that depth in the squad. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, let's wrap this up in one hour, eight minutes. We thought one hour, ten. So we're going to come in about one you hour, You thought 15. one hour, ten. I did. Let's do it in fantasy football update. James Petrell leads the Orion Outlook podcast fantasy football league on 1,794 points. Just 13 points ahead of Tolo Sanguara in second place. I'm in 24th place. You're in 79th place. You've had a bit of a mare again this week. And that's the points I've updated. They, they haven't updated. Before. I had a good uh, week this week. Out of 195 59, players. I think, I've got this week. Okay. I think you've got 54 or 58, something like that. So Fine. I guess we'll see once they, they just haven't updated this week. where we are. Obviously, that's uh, correct <clears throat> until the close of play on Saturday. It was, yes. It doesn't include the games that took place today. Yeah. I, Rockenback, leads the Orient Outlook podcast Dream Team League with 1,852 points, with R. Humphreys in second place on 1,822 <clears throat> points. Steve, you're in 18th. I'm in 26th. And it's 40 points behind you. There's a massive gap that opened up there because we were quite close a couple yeah, we of were weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and there's 112 in that league. So I'm still quite happy with that performance. Cool. All right, let's go positives and negatives. And as you'd expect, lots of positives. Only the one negative, unless anything yeah. springs to mind. So positives, two wins in a week. That's all you can ask for. This time last week, we were saying, big week, need to win the two ahead of us. And we did. We've done that. So we're going to say the same this week. Another big week coming yeah. up. Two wins all we can ask for, which means we've now won our last four games. So hitting some good form at the right time of the season. Yep. That was a one positive. We've had our blip. Absolutely. We've got over that now, really. We'd hope so. Yep. We'd hope that's the blip gone. Second positive, top of the league. It's all you can be at this point of the season. Third positive. That was our third positive. Oh, right. no, I wrapped the first two up. Okay. It's the same. Third, third new positive. Kit. Yeah, new kit. Looking forward to it. Hopefully we'll like one of the three. <laughs> yeah, you've got to say, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. By the law of averages, one in three is going to be absolutely. good. This season's... I think I one, don't like the pink. The yellow I wouldn't wear out. The red... 
I'm I think the third one will be yellow. The red. The luminous yellow like Celtics. One next some season. crazy design, yeah. I think you've got to think one is going to be the Just V. Random. Yeah. The other one's going to be the full red. I'm not sure what the third will be. Or Could the, be. Or the second. No it idea. White with the red V, you think? Mr. Macklin, come back on the podcast or Kent or Nigel give us an exclusive tell us what it's going to be come yeah, on yeah, or an Outlook podcast how is waits for you just the one negative this week season ticket price increase we understand it um, but it's got to go down as a negative it's more Absolutely. cost yeah. more cost uh, for anything us. that's going to detract fans away from Leighton Orient is a negative and that will detract fans away from buying a season ticket yeah 100% it will increase attendances when it's football for a fiver on the three occasions that we do it but it won't do anything to to get on a cold orble November day when you're going to get four and a half. But you know, can't really slay the club too much mm. for that. So moving on, isn't it? Hero of the week. We got two because we both varied on opinion. So we didn't put this one out to Twitter. Um, Mr. Levy had his. I had mine. So you can go first. Okay. Mr. Levy. Uh, for me, I'm going for Justin this week. I think the formation change has worked extremely well. We've got two away wins and a home win. Uh, we're unbeaten in four now, and I just felt that um, because of that and the record, and you know, it's a results-driven business. We'd soon be criticising if if he'd changed the formation, we'd lost those games. Yeah. So for me, I think you have to take the rough with the smooth, and in this case, it's the smooth, and that's why I've gone for him. Great shout! But you're, but, but, but the people that you're going for are equally as yeah, oh, absolutely equally as deserved. Yeah, double heroes a week. So the first one, as Paul said, is Justin. For me, there's 148 of them. The 148 fans, nutters, who went to Barrow. Unless you've driven to the Lake District, which I done three weeks ago, it is a mission of epic proportions to do it on a Tuesday, and then to have to do it most people straight after to go home that is a mish yeah. massive massive respect to the 148 of you who done it but again happy to take Justin on board because like you said had it not gone right we'll be sitting here probably having a good old moment to say what did he change it for yeah. and he's changed it and it's gone positive so well done Mr Edinburgh well done to the 148 fans well deserved heroes of the week next week's fixtures then it's another busy week because we've got two fixtures coming up on Tuesday the 12th of March we make the league journey uh, down to Aldershot Aldershot uh, as I said earlier 22nd in the National League 7 points from safety having lost to Barrow 2-1 away uh, via a last minute penalty uh, that's unfortunate uh, Rooney <laughs> uh, in the 90th minute isn't it? I thought Aldershot were like comfortable with table when I looked at the table to kind of nah. do the research on them to find out where they were I was really surprised they looked dead sucks now for relegation they it's do. going to be very difficult yeah. for them to get out I mean last season they were one of the best sides that I thought came to our stadium and they absolutely gave a good account of themselves so very surprised with that one so one, you would look at that on paper and go right we're top they're what 22nd got to be winning that if we're going to go 100% got to be winning to. that pressure game draw it as a worst case scenario need, need to win that but you know George Kobe is there they, they got some decent That's players right. they got some decent players just not gelling for him is it no. so if you're going to that match give us a tweet on your journey when you get in the ground or during the match uh, drop us a, a tweet and give us a picture yeah absolutely I like it Ask for the pick then. The O's road to Wembley continues as we welcome Telford United to the Bray Group Stadium on Saturday, the 16th of March, in the first leg of the FA Trophy semi final. So, this will be a tough game. Telford United currently 7th in the National League North, um, currently occupying the last playoff place in that division, but they did lose yesterday. They lost 3 1 at home to FC United of Manchester that's the breakaway club yeah yeah so I think Telford are going to bring quite a few fans into the North Stand I think it would be quite lively for them but it's their biggest game 
in a long, long time. They will come and try and nick the goal and nick the game. So if you see yeah. us in around the ground, come and say hello or even give us an oi oi. Yes, so that is it. Thank you very much indeed for joining us for episode 175, around the 75th minute mark now. It's a busy week at Orient with two matches and lots of news off the pitch. The club showed how they are already planning and shaping up for next season with the announcement of new season ticket prices and the fact that New Balance will be the club's new supplier of kit, training and leisure wear. On the pitch, it was job done as the O's went to Barrow in, in midweek and despite some late nerves, managed to get the points with a 3-2 win and then on Saturday beat Wrexham in front of the BT Sport cameras to go top of the National League with 10 games left to play to put us in pole position. Yeah, so it's now on to another big week. Two games coming up as we travel to Aldershot in the National League this Tuesday and then keep up the road to Wembley as we welcome Telford on Saturday in the first leg of the FA Trophy semi-final so we'll be back with episode 176 so another quarter of the century gone Mr Lee yes, as we approach 200 so. now next week with all the information and views that you could ever need so as always if you're listening on iTunes please subscribe and give the podcast a review only one came in this week so we've now got 49 reviews come on let's get it to the 50 let's get it well above the help 50. us listening please. on iTunes get reviewing if you're listening on SoundCloud tuning Stitcher add us to your favourites and that way you'll have all the podcasts as soon as we are uploading, we mentioned every week, we are now on the world's leading streaming service. We are now on Spotify. It's very easy. Just type in Orient Outlook Podcast on Spotify. Give us a follow. Up. And we come up on Google, Alexa's, Amazon Echoes. If you can speak to it, we're on it. We're on it, absolutely. <laughs> We've also got a very, very small selection uh, of mugs that are still available. Five quid each. Um, three quid for postage or, or we can deliver them uh, at a uh, at a home game or an away game uh, that if we can get to um, just DM us email us or in outlook at outlook.com um, and we can get that sorted out for you so thank you very much indeed for listening how much are the mugs you never say how much I did I, I just did said you? yeah five quid and then three quid for postage if you weren't flicking through you'd have, you'd have heard me Sorry. say that um, so paying attention um, thank you very much do keep in touch with us throughout the course of the week keep calm that's the key part of this podcast. Do what? said it last week. Keep calm. So regardless what happens on yeah. Tuesday, keep calm. Listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's.